All right, welcome back to the Urology Care Podcast. I'm going to let my guest introduce himself right now and tell me a little bit about what he does. Uh, thanks, Casey, for having me on today. Uh, my name is Dan Makarov. Uh, I'm a urologist and a health services researcher at NYU and the Manhattan VA. Um, and today we're going to be talking about choosing wisely. And I think I've been invited to speak about it because uh, in 2016, the AUA named me a choosing wisely champion. That's exactly right. So just let me know some background on choosing wisely, the choosing wisely campaign, what it is and how it started. Of course. So choosing wisely was an initiative between consumer reports and the American Board of Internal Medicine Foundation. Uh, in 2012, they came together and decided to start a campaign that would challenge professional societies to come up with lists. Initially, it was five things of, of procedures and, and medical tests and, and uh, medical things that could be both decreased, so eliminated, uh, increasing quality, improving quality, and decreasing costs. Uh, and the way that it was meant to be set up is that it would spark a conversation between physicians and patients to discuss any of these things that might be coming up for a patient. And what are some of the choosing wisely recommendations that patients should be familiar with? Let's start with prostate cancer. Okay, right. So, so the AUA has actively participated in choosing wisely. Uh, you know, the AUA was present in the first round uh, in 2013, and then subsequently in 2015 and 2017, they also contributed, uh, uh, you know, a total of 10, and now there's a total of 15 choosing wisely statements. Um, and the statements are not necessarily, uh, uh, they don't necessarily hang together. It's just five recommendations that at the time were, were, were important uh, to urologists. Um, and in terms of prostate cancer, they kind of span a few different, uh, a few different domains. Uh, there's imaging, choosing wisely recommendations. So suggesting that bone scan is unnecessary uh, in men with low-risk prostate cancer. Then another one suggesting that routine CT scan in men uh, uh, who are low risk and asymptomatic uh, with prostate cancer, that those, those are unnecessary. Uh, then there's another one about offering PSA screening only after engaging in shared decision making. What does that mean? So shared decision-making is a process uh, by it, that, that physicians and patients engage in. Okay. Um, and there's basically three components to it. Uh, there's the sharing of information of the physician with the patient. Uh, there's, uh, so making sure that the patient is informed about what, whatever uh, thing is being discussed. In this uh, case... Screening. In this case, yeah, it would be PSA screening. Okay. So they would. So at this point, they would be told about the risks and the benefits of uh, of PSA screening. Uh, uh, um, and uh, the next part of shared decision making is the the physician eliciting the patient's values. So you know, if uh, if a patient were to you know receive a million dollars, would that patient uh, put it in the bank and in uh, his grandchildren's college account, or would that patient uh, head straight to Vegas to to gamble and party? Uh, uh, those two different phenotypes uh, would would make different decisions about PSA screening based on you know their longevity and and uh, you know how they value uh, uh, longevity versus quality of life. And then the last part is that the physician and the patient come together to make a decision that's reasonable to both given given the discussions that were had before. So it's a it's sort of a very formalized way of if, of of discussing uh, and making decisions with patients. 
So so there's there's one about PSA screening, and then there's another shared decision-making with prostate cancer. Um, so don't treat clinically localized prostate cancer uh, where Gleason's less than 7, PSA less than 10, uh, and T2 or less without discussing active surveillance as part of the shared decision-making. So, so shared decision-making at the screening decision and also shared decision-making at the treatment decision, especially in that uh, group of patients who are low-risk who could do any of the treatment options. When we're talking about choosing wisely in the urology space, there are other recommendations that the campaign makes beyond prostate cancer. Do you want to touch on any of those? In terms of ones that I'm personally involved yeah. in, it's mostly the mostly the the prostate cancer ones and the shared decision making ones, which okay. which actually overlap. Um, but but there's you know th- there's a bunch of ones that are important you know in my day to day clinical practice. Uh, for instance, you know. Um, patients with elevated PSA shouldn't receive antibiotics uh, unless they're experiencing other symptoms. Uh, when I was a resident, sort of the, 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 the jury maybe was out. There were a lot of providers who were doing that routinely. Uh, and now I think that practice is sort of, uh, has sort of stopped, uh, perhaps as a result of, of the choosing wisely thing. You know, that there's, there's uh, um, you know, no, don't diagnose microhematuria solely on the results of a urine dipstick. So you have to have a, a, a microscopic exam. You know, and I think all of these things, they're not controversial. This is stuff that, that physicians, uh, I, I think, almost unanimously would endorse. Uh, and so, you know, when patients look at these lists, uh, if they're being offered these things without a discussion, they, sh- they should, uh, you know, seize the initiative to say, well, you know, why am I being treated with antibiotics even though my PSA is high? You know, do, do we need to be doing this or should we be moving to, to the next step right away? Yeah, I'm just looking over some of the other recommendations right now. For example, don't prescribe testosterone to men with ED, erectile dysfunction, who have normal testosterone levels. Yeah, so yeah. that's just to give you an example. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's, you know, there's ones that they span, you know, multiple domains. Uh, you know, erectile dysfunction. There's ones uh, about... Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, female pelvic medicine about not removing uh, vaginal mesh in asymptomatic patients. Um, there's ones uh, pediatrics uh, not doing uh, not doing ultrasounds uh, on boys with cryptorchidism. You know, it, it's it's stuff that's uh, stuff that comes from the uh, the white papers and the guidelines. Again, things that things that have a very strong evidence base uh, that that most urologists agree on. Any other advice? And so patients should definitely feel empowered to ask. Okay. Uh, and I think, you know, clinicians who are going forward with, uh, with, with patient recommendations that are, that are going against the Choosing Wisely statements, they should probably have a good reason why they're doing it. Uh, and, and it merits a discussion. Yeah. I don't think I'm going out, um, off too far on a limb when I say the Internet has... Um, some questionable information out there. Yeah. So we just want to remind folks that where you can find more about this Choosing Wisely initiative, because this is some very well-vetted, reliable information. Absolutely. So we want to point you in that direction, and that's going to be at auanet.org. Slash choosing wisely. Slash choosing wisely, yeah. Or or I always forget that, and I just Google AUA choosing wisely. Okay. Uh, or you go to the choosing wisely website directly. But but any of those three things. Uh, th- these have been well publicized. AUA does really a, a fantastic job, uh, not only in putting these together, 
vetting them with the urologic community. Uh, uh, each of these things, when they came up for um, for consideration, were voted on by by the American Urologic Association uh, membership at uh, at large. Um, and uh, and then AUA has done a terrific job of of promoting. Uh, them, I, I would I would imagine that American Board of Internal Medicine views AUA as a great partner in, in this in this campaign. Sure. Any other last thoughts before we wrap up? No, just you know uh, something that that you and I discussed a little bit before mm-hmm. is that choosing wisely is great, and by many measures, it is an extremely successful program. It's certainly gone on, I think, uh, to be more successful uh, in terms of its being adopted by various specialty societies, uh, having repeat rounds of choosing wisely. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure that anyone, even in their wildest dreams, thought initially that it would be so successful on that plane. Sure. But, but, you know, also as we discussed, choosing wisely, I think, is, is the first step down the path of actually decreasing inappropriate use. So now, you know, we have specialty societies endorsing it. We have you know, I think mixed knowledge about uh, about share about um, about choosing wisely in the community. Often, when I give talks, because my research is is related to this, I'll poll the room to see how many clinicians are aware of choosing wisely, and sometimes it's fewer than one would desire, uh, and it's even lower than that among patients in some of the research that we've done talking to patients. So, so you know, we have these great statements. It's a terrific resource. Uh, they are they are evidence-based, and, and they're really good um, uh, in policy circles. Yeah. It's very well-known. I would imagine sort of on the insurance side, it's also well-known, like mm-hmm. if anything's supported or not supported, that that's, uh, that's out there. But uh, the next steps are to continue promoting it and to figure out how to implement these things into practice because that's a completely different uh, uh, set of tools uh, than, than this initial sort of uh, development and, and, uh, and marketing or promotion. And your name one last time so we can remember who, who our lovely guest was. <laughs> Thank you, Dan Makarov. Thank you again, Dr. Thanks. This podcast has been brought to you by the Urology Care Foundation, the official foundation of the American Urological Association.